Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. How would you like to win two tickets to the Super Bowl coming right up? Vigit is doing a promo code NFL0344, so apply there. And also, if you want to support the show another way, under the Vigit app, use promo code HUH2021. That's HUH2021. And for the Super Bowl, two tickets that you're trying to win, it is NFL0344. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe, and it is game day today. And the New Jersey Devils get to host the Calgary Flames. This is the first time since COVID that the Devils pretty much were able to host a Canadian team since the realignment got changed um, after last year. So... This is going to be a interesting matchup because the way it's looking now is that this will be the Devils hosting the Flames in like I think a couple of years now. So the Flames are off to a hot start right now. Their away record is 3-1 and 0, so they did lose on the road, but they won at Madison Square Garden last night. Uh, right now, the Devils are 3-1-0 and at home. So, yeah, the Flames are off to a, a three-win streak, and the Devils have one win right now. Um, one of the things that you could take away is that both teams have a sim- similar average height of 6'2". Um, you're looking at the Devils are a bit of a heavier team. Um, looking at 200.4 pounds and 194.8 for Calgary. Uh, the Devils are basically 2.4 years of age younger than the Flames going into tonight. Um, offensively, you're looking at Calgary coming off yesterday's win 5-1 to one against the Rangers. So the Flames have averaged 3.2 Goals. Meanwhile, the Devils have averaged 2.75 goals per game. So we're going to look at anything above two to three goals uh, between the two teams. So I can say that it's going to be a tight one. Uh, shots on goal. You have Calgary that almost ripping 37 shots a game. And you have the Devils looking at 32 shots a game. So it's like... It's going to be a shooting gallery tonight, pretty much. Um, Power play, the Devils actually edge the Calgary Flames on the power play just by uh, 0.8. So really, that's a slight smidge that the Devils have that edge. But shooting percentage-wise... The Devils are tied with the Calgary Flames at 8.7%. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. And the Devils have the slightest edge 
of five, uh, 51.3% face-off wins versus 48.9% of uh, Calgary. So the Devils are 11th in this category. And for the most part, you know, there are a lot of positive signs going forward for this uh, very promising Devils roster. Um, defensively, so I'm using these stats per the score. The score.ca, very credible. Um, defensively, the Devils only allowed two and a half goals per game. So usually between two to three goals. So it's like defensively, Calgary's slightly better. So it's like 2.4. So really, these are two top 10 defensive goals allowed uh, teams. So... Like I said about the offensive side, we're looking at a two to three goal game, maybe total of four or five points um, scored in this game. I'm projecting the way it's looking. Um, shots on goal, uh, the Devils allow 2.4 shots on goal uh, less per game. So that's basically the Devils being able to keep, you know, other opponents to the outside of the perimeter, you know, making it a lot harder to shoot on net and take away lanes. Same thing with Calgary. Um, you look at the penalty kill, uh, it's a it's 80% for Calgary, and the doubles are 26 out of 32 at 73.3%. That's an area for improvement that doubles need to improve on. And penalty minutes, it's 8.8, uh, which is ninth for... Calgary, but 14.8 for the Devils, and that's uh, 28 out of 32. So basically, the Devils just need to improve on the penalty minutes, and that'll reduce their chances of having to go on the penalty kill and improving their odds of winning. So I want to get into the matchup. So basically, Mike Morial put out that we have... Nico Dawes uh, going again in the starters net. So this is a big sign because the six foot four Bavarian Canadian netminder is looking to achieve another, you know, two points if possible. Um, the Devils do need to spark up the offense a little bit more without Jack in the lineup. So what I think is going to happen is, you know, you're going to see guys like Sharon Govich. You're going to see guys like Michael McLeod trying to step up and getting guys like Dawson Mercer to really, you know, level up their game and see how it takes them. Now, on the other end, you have Sean Monahan and you have Manjapane. You have... Uh, Johnny Goudreau, who I believe is in his last year and likely going to um, <clears throat> test the waters in free agency or do a sign-and-trade. And I think it's possible that the Flames are going to do whatever they can, not just early on in the season, but uh, later in the season to see if they can uh, try and sustain some sort of uh, standing, some improved standings in the the Western Conference 
and being able to achieve that um, between American Thanksgiving and March. And the reason why I bring up March is because that's the new trade deadline. So trade deadline a year ago and in the past was always February from what I remember. So I believe goaltending is going to be a big factor in this game. And I would like to think that, you know, the Devils took a hot team in the Buffalo Sabres recently. And they took advantage of the Sabres, you know, coming off a, a tough loss versus um, the the Boston Bruins when Linus Olmark was in net and... I believe those kinds of games help you expose um, teams the night before on a day off, and it helps them, you know, gain an edge. But it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be a tight contest. But I don't expect a blowout. And I mean, the Devils are gonna look to try and you know gain more of a foothold in the standings, <clears throat> trying to hold off. For or while working without Jack Hughes is a is a plus because you don't want to rush him. But guys like Dougie Hamilton have averaged over twenty three point forty five minutes on on time on ice. Meanwhile, Rasmus Anderson, uh, another defenseman uh, who plays for the Flames, has averaged twenty three point four eight minutes time on ice. Uh, you're looking at uh, possibly Jakob Markstrom, who used to be the Vancouver Canucks goaltender. He's averaged uh, almost a two goals allowed average at 1.99. <clears throat> Nico Daz has a sub one goals allowed on average. So this is going to be a very tough uh, matchup for him. And Elias Lindholm is the uh, lead Score in both uh, points and goals for the Calgary Flames. So there's someone that you got to keep your eye out for. And if the Devils can play as a whole entire line from one to four, they should be able to sustain some sort of uh, offensive output and pretty much try and you know, handle their own game from within the game. So I talked about Dawson Mercer. <clears throat> He's one of those young guys that plays a two-way game, plays with a lot of energy, you know, does a lot of the small things right. And looking at, you know, Michael McLeod, um, you're looking at the way he's playing without... Nathan Bashan, uh, without him around, and McLeod's playing more of that speed and grit and energy line, and he's trying to become a streaky scorer. He's trying to do the small things right and trying to exploit everything up the middle. <coughs> uh, Pavel Zaka, I look at, is a player who is more suitable as a wing, but <clears throat> I see him more, you know, as a big body who can shoot the puck more and play more on the power play. Now, Dougie Hamilton, uh, 
he's starting to come into his own offensively and he was a key <coughs> excuse me he was a key factor going into the last game helping Nico Heischer tie up the game in the third period versus Buffalo and <coughs> I believe that the Devils have a lot of good things cooking so far um even without Jack they're looking like they can be a team that can play a full 82 game season together um with this kind of adversity they have the um pipeline to handle it and they can certainly test those kids and if they need to make a call up on the wings they have Alexander Holtz who's looking to break down the door of opportunity and just insert himself into the lineup you know pushing Tom Fitzgerald to do that which is possible um now goaltending it's about Blackwood <clears throat> so per uh Elliot Freeman of the score not the score the sportsnet.ca the score reported Elliot Freeman the other day that Blackwood got his first shot <clears throat> so he got the Pfizer dose and I also had Pfizer so it takes a minimum of 21 days in between uh your first and second dose so there'll be the time where Blackwood gets his second dose and he will be able to do everything and be ready for the upcoming games in Canada like against Winnipeg which will be a tough matchup I expect Winnipeg to be a tougher team that he will face and this is also important for Blackwood because he's considered to be one of the other five guys considered to be uh, for Hockey Canada's goaltending and I know it's early in the season to talk about the Olympics but when you're a IIHF team, Olympic team, you're trying to plan ahead and looking to gain an edge over time and, you know, build your roster um, depending on who your best players are available in advance. Um, do I expect Dougie Hamilton to go play for Team Canada? Most certainly, they would be stupid not to invite Dougie to play for Team Canada. And I wouldn't be surprised if Canada won gold. As an American, I'm trying to be unbiased as possible. And I think anyone listening up in Canada would have to agree with my assessment there. Now, the Devils have a three-day off you know, scheduled before they play at Pittsburgh at 7 p.m. on Saturday. And so they'll face the Penguins who don't have a lot of their key players. But <clears throat> just because their key players are out doesn't mean you take that team lightly. Um, former Devil Brian Boyle is with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. He's providing that veteran presence and that hard work ethic. So I see that as a 
variable that the doubles could exploit. So they need to use their speed and not be so rough and tumble. <coughs> and then they have the Columbus Blue Jackets going in on Sunday at 5 p.m. And I looked for the doubles to use that uh, road trip. No, not a road trip, but coming back from the road trip back to the Prudential Center on Sunday at 5 p.m. against the Blue Jackets. They will be able to try and exploit and beat out guys like Boone Jenner. Uh, you have guys like, I'm trying to remember, yeah, Patrick Laine, who is a sniper. And most certainly, Ellis Merzlikens will be in net very likely and trying to get to him early because he's pretty much like Gumby. He's very flexible. He can pull off a few Hasek type, you know, sprawling saves. And do I expect the Devils to win every one of these games? I think they can win maybe the game against Calgary, if not maybe Pittsburgh or uh, Columbus and possibly Anaheim. And Anaheim is going to be a 10 p.m. game on Tuesday, so I'll be off that day. And then they go against the Kings, and the Kings, I don't expect them to exactly blow them out, but I do expect them to win. But San Jose is off to a good start, so that will be a Saturday game. And then... As long as Jack Hughes is good, um, the earliest I think he would be back by would be against Florida on Tuesday, November 9th. If not, yeah, the game against uh, the Islanders on Thursday and Saturday versus Boston. So those are some games that I project the doubles to take advantage of but Boston and the Islanders are going to be a little tough and Florida has been pretty good so far but <clears throat> no team in the NHL is a pushover so there's going to be a lot of push and pull between these games and it's going to be interesting to see how the Devils can play you know these upcoming games and standings-wise, you're looking at, right now, in the Eastern Conference, you know, you're looking at Florida's first in the Atlant in the Eastern part of the Atlantic. Buffalo is still second. Detroit's third. Um, then you have Metropolitan. You have Carolina in first. You have Washington in second. Rangers in third, but you have Pittsburgh and you have Columbus right now in the wild card spot. But remember, this is very early in the season and anything can change. And especially with COVID, you don't know what's going to happen or injuries when in an 82 game season, which can affect a team's uh, performance and outcome and chemistry. So do I think that you know, just because the championship Tampa Bay Lightning are two and three and one, 
being at the very near to bottom part of the standings in the East doesn't mean they're a terrible team. It just means they're underperforming and they haven't gelled right away. Now, when the Devils and other teams get pieces back together, I can see them making some noise and making the league a little bit tougher. And the Eastern Conference is a very tough uh, pill to swallow. But there are teams like the Devils who have really good farm systems and they can use that to their advantage. And when they can use the cap, they can most certainly make moves to bolster their outcomes and look to improve. Now, the Devils are only two points out of a wildcard spot and we're only in the month of October. So there's a lot of games left. So there's, right now there's four games played for the Devils. So that's 78 going on 77. So there's a lot of room to gain and everything else won't have to be so much to be explanatory. But if we looked at the league, the Devils are 17 are in the top 17 out of 32 teams. So really this is a good sign. And teams that are below 500, like <clears throat> like Anaheim, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Colorado, I don't expect Colorado to be under 500, nor do I expect Vegas to be that way. <clears throat> but there needs to be some shakeups. And Philadelphia, I'm not at all surprised that, you know, they're 2-1-1. One, and one, But they could easily falter because other teams will start exploiting their defense. And Vancouver, Boston, New Jersey, they're all very good with their defense and their goaltending. And depending on how the seasons play out, We'll see that top 16 teams out of 20. And we'll see maybe in the middle of November, December, we'll see the realignment. And it'll be pretty interesting to see how it all goes. But back to tonight's matchup. Before you look into using the Vigit app, use H-U-H... 2021 <coughs> to support the show and if you are also a football fan by any chance if you listened earlier in the the podcast in the intro so if you're looking to win two NFL Super Bowl tickets you can use promo code NFL0344 and that is what Vigit is sponsoring to do. So that's how you can support me and the show. And if you want to see more of my work, I'm at Overtime Heroics Hockey. And my name is Joseph Stanislaw. And I wish you to have a great day. And please send me feedback. And for those of you on Spotify, please hit the bell and get notified. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or whatever, 
give me a rating and let me know how you like the show and give me feedback. I like that stuff. And I wish you a wonderful day and let's enjoy some hockey.